forget what we were gonna talk about. We, we're 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 talking about. Sure, this can be our off-topic kid. episode. <laughs> Whatever. I don't care. Everyone, this is bonus experience. Okay. Yeah. Wait, is this bonus experience? This is a bonus bonus experience experience. This is the bonus bonus experience experience. Yes. Yeah, like, I winked. Yeah. Did you hear it? Yeah. Uh, it's uh. like BXP, but smaller and less organized. Yeah, we're going to talk about books. Yeah, we're, we're going to talk about books. Sure, that's what we're talking about. We were going to talk about how we unwind, but uh, one of the ways I unwind is with books. One of the ways I'm unwinding right now is reading old 80s D&D fantasy novels. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty good. It's working out for me. Anyway, all right. So I'm reading the Dragonlance books. I'm reading the very first one. I'm reading Dragons of Autumn Twilight. Okay. You are the only person I've met that has also not read these books. Okay. Every time I bring it up, someone's like, oh, I love those books. And they get so excited like i've read those in middle school they're so great i and, lived um, a strange childhood teenage years but anyway mm, yeah yeah i did too i was reading everything else that had dragon in the title in middle school but somehow i missed the dragon lance books i think it's because the dragons are bad guys which because it's like it's it's D D the books yeah yeah but, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean i'm but, familiar with them as a concept yeah yeah um they came out in the 80s they're uh, old school D and D racist. Like everybody's white. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone who's not a human or an elf or a dwarf is evil. Because mm-hmm. this is before Drizzt came out and ended fantasy racism. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's been a journey. Like not just this is how people wrote fantasy in the eighties, but this is how people play D and D in the eighties. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, it's going pretty good. Um, I hate everyone's favorite character, oh, and yeah? I love everyone's least favorite character. Oh, that sounds about... That, that tracks. That sounds like you. Who's everybody's favorite character? Everybody loves Raceland. Oh, okay. The mage. Uh-huh. Everyone is all fucking... The... Uh, I was trying to come up with a crude phrase. Everybody just really likes him. Um, and he's just a shithead. He's just your token. He is where everyone gets the... I sit in the corner and brood. That that character cliche is this guy. He sits in the corner and broods until someone looks at him. And then he's mean to them. And they're like, okay. Because they just put up with him. Because he's just, he's our mage. He's so-and-so's brother. So he's got to be here. And he's just a dick. And I hate him. <laughs> but I can't talk too bad about him. Because he's like, he's everybody's favorite. Everybody fucking loves Raceland. So I have to because everyone read it when they were in middle school and they're like right, this right. guy's so cool he's I, such a badass you know even when i was in middle school i didn't particularly care for that style of character oh yeah yeah no i, I if i had read these in middle school race would have been my favorite <laughs> so i I'm not even... have <laughs> never been the moody angsty type ever mm. yeah never that um, you know not surprising you said what that's not surprising. Now, what I know of you now, it's not really surprising to hear. <laughs> it's, it's not, is it? You're pretty straightforward. I could see you like just being very impatient with that kind of a person. <laughs> yeah, no, I have no no time for that, and I didn't then either. Um, but I was willing to be like, I, oh, so mysterious. Ooh, you've got secrets, and I want to find them. But now, I'm, now I like I don't fucking have time for that. <laughs> I read the Redwall books when I was a kid. Yes. The Redwall books are my fucking jam. <laughs> yeah. uh, Redwall. 
Redwall. Yeah, those, that's what I read in middle school. I didn't read any of the Dragon Redwall. Lance, Red, oh my god, Dragonlance books uh, and the Animorphs. That's also what I read in middle school. I wanted to get into Animorphs so bad, and now there's this podcast that keeps cropping up on my feed. That's like they're rereading the Animorphs as grown ass women, mm-hmm. and I'm like, that sounds amazing. But I haven't gotten into it yet. And I've, oh, okay. Honestly, I have to. I have no excuse. I need to. I need to find this podcast and you, review it. You know, I don't know if they would hold up. Um. Probably not. Probably not. No. I mean, they were they were <laughs> YA books from the late 90s. Not even really YA. Yeah, like, they were just a shade below. Yeah, I guess that age limit. Yeah. yeah. I'm not. When did I think that was also I think that was before YA was really a thing. That's literally what I was about to ask you. I was like, when did YA really become a thing? <sighs> like, I don't I on it. I you know, I should look it up and read into it. Like, because the first time I ever got really aware of YA was uh, Twilight, mm-hmm. honestly. I think before Twilight made a huge, huge impact, mm-hmm. I don't know that YA was really a big genre. I think well, it was all just kids' literature. I think there were always books intended for teenagers. Mm-hmm. Um, like, did you ever read... I'm going to draw a blank... K.A. Applegate's other series about basically like demigod, like scions. Everworld, that's what it was fucking called. No, no. Okay, I didn't know well, about they this. were basically YA books and um, shit. Fear Street? They were the grown up go- goosebumps. Which were okay, also okay, basically yeah, I have YA, heard of that. Which were also basically yeah. YA books, but I'm not sure that they were classified as such a thing before the early 2000s man i gotta look into this because now i'm like history of ya could be really interesting yeah and i bet it's exceptionally gendered too i almost certainly like and i i have to wonder if like the the culture shift that came with twilight trended the idea of ya things away from frivolous girl books to like oh it prints money (laughs) <laughs> maybe i know that after twilight there was this push to recognize the new adult genre as mm-hmm. opposed to the young adult genre which hasn't which still doesn't really have a lot of traction in the publishing industry yeah well like, Author, authors will still reference it as i write in the new adult genre but i, I feel don't like think it's really caught on much new, like i like the idea of new adult and when i was entertaining the concept of writing sort of a a, a novel i was considering putting it in that new adult place Uh, we're just spitballing off topic i mean i think ya specifically involves characters who are teens well like we'll we'll, we'll say not always but yes not always but yes but we'll say hunger games is a good example yeah that's the other big like oh my god ya prints money yeah um and like the characters in that for the most part are teenagers Mm -hmm. yes like and once you get into like 17 18 19 you are a young adult yes true yeah yes um, and I think if you're going to define a genre as being new adult, you're, it's that, that dealing with characters between like being a teen and like the adults with a capital A of literature with a capital L. So like, so then is it all, is it all purely genre? Fiction? Oh, who who the fuck knows? I don't. It's, I'm just spitballing oh, okay. here. Like I would say that one so, of, a, a defining feature, if I were to to classify something like that, would be by its characters and their age. So like twenty somethings instead of. So what is your red wall persona? Oh, um, 
It's been a really long time since I've thought about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the reason I brought up Redwall was because, A, those were the books <laughs> that... I'm going to dodge okay, the question. Okay, but don't, don't dodge, dodge the question. The question. Yep, don't the dodge question. the question. Uh, oh, fine. I'm Point blank. What is your Redwall persona? Uh, I'm probably an otter or a hare. Let's be real. Me too! <laughs> Me too, though! I'm probably an otter! <laughs> All right, that's it, though. I'm, I'm good. Okay. Feel free to talk about what you're right. going to talk about. Well, I was bringing up Redwall because... <laughs> because we were talking about... You are talking about Raceland. And everybody mm-hmm. wanting, like, everybody everybody's so cool. brooding except me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everybody thinks he's so cool. And if you read it in middle school, you're all like, oh, tell me your secrets, mysterious person. And I'm like, I ain't got <laughs> oh, time for so that. dark and mysterious. Yeah, no, no time for that shit. I, I was all about Mariel of Redwall. Yeah, she was a badass. She was a badass. That's who I wanted to be. Fuck Raceland. And you're well, yeah. brooding. Yeah. Had to be up. Like yep. I the for if we're talking about like books we read with like main characters that we wanted to become, for me that was probably um Alana from the uh Tamora Pierce like quartet. Oh yeah. Did I, you yeah. did you read I those books? Didn't as oh, a kid my God. but I know who you're talking about because I read a little bit of them as an adult. Good. Okay, and I was cool, just sort of cool. like, This is super gay. It's so gay. Like I, I was reading those as a tender, like twelve, thirteen year old. I was reading, I was reading the uh, the Lioness Quartet, and then I was reading the uh, fucking uh, Anne McCaffrey books, which should not have been in a middle school library. But <laughs> who, who am I to say <laughs> they had dragons on them? So I read them. Right. Um. I, I was, uh, I ended up being a very precocious middle schooler, as it turns out. A lot of books about women pretending to be men probably could have uh, could have predicted some of you know <laughs> some of my future. <laughs> oh boy, I, I guess I guess some of it also has to do with like I was just thinking about Marielle, who like whose whole thing is being just beset by hardship through the whole fucking book, and mm. you know when life strands you in the ocean tied to a raft. Uh, undo your bindings, turn it into a weapon, and beat the shit out of seagulls. It's <laughs> beautiful, I think. We can get that needle pointed. Also, the food in Redwall. Yeah. I remember the food descriptions. Mm-hmm. I, I yes. like, it made me really kind of want to write a book like that as a kid. Yeah. Which I still yeah, haven't I... done. I had the, uh, I had the Dragon Riders cookbook. Mm-hmm. For the for the and the cat, so I was we were making like bubbly pies. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think I still have a. No, you know what? I don't think I have it anymore. I had the Game of Thrones cookbook, which had some stuff that was like, oh yeah, cool, I can make that. That's from the books, and some of that was like, stuff this pie with swans. <laughs> like, I, don't have, <laughs> I don't have swans cookbook. I don't know who you think I am. Yeah, the uh, the latest Lindsay Ellis episode of her It's Lit show on PBS is actually about using food as a framing device. Oh. Yeah. Really? Yeah, really. Okay. I got to get into that. Yeah. It's, it's one pretty good. One of my uh, back burner fantasy novel ideas is a is a fantasy cooking novel. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's a, a chef and uh, her her rumored history is that she's descended from dragons. Uh-huh. And she's got like not, these badass cooking knives that she also fights with. And it's, it's about fantasy cooking. I don't know what else to do. I mean, I... I, I 
I, I support this. I would like to subscribe to your newsletter and I would like to see at least two seasons of it on Netflix. Thank you. I mean, first I, I got like four or five other things to, but then when I get to the fantasy cooking, I will tell you more about the fantasy Honestly, cooking. I pictured it like an anime. Yeah, that's yeah. about the only source material I have to work with right now. The only people willing to talk about fantasy cooking are like people making video games and people making anime. I mean, we could we could do a we could do a whole episode about anime too. Oh my god! Yeah, God, we're talking about like Tamora Pierce books, but then we also have to. I watched a lot of Ranma. Mm-hmm. I lost watched a lot of Utena. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just rewatched I just... that. You just rewatched just re- Utena? Yeah, I did. You know, I still haven't finished the second season. Really? Wow. Yeah, I know. You, you didn't I'm missing, even... like, oh my God. the whole point of the series. Right, you I didn't know. even get to, like, <laughs> the I ending. know. Trust me, I know. <laughs> I got the first season done. I was like, that's really good. But then the, CD, the, the CDs that I have are these terrible bootlegs where I can't actually skip to specific episodes in the second season. Mm-hmm. So I would have to start all over from the very beginning and then like hit fast forward until I get to the part that I haven't seen yet because I can't it doesn't differentiate the episode gotcha well, don't buy bootlegs anymore kids There's yeah no, no excuse I mean I don't even know that you can it's just no excuse anymore I mean we're, not, ba- we're living in a in a in a, a post fan sub scarce economy right and also like we back in the day there's no that discount anime DVD doesn't exist anymore I'm sure yeah did you do how many did you own Discs from DiscountAnimeDVD.com? No, I didn't. No? Not. Okay. <laughs> well, well, occasionally that place would would release DVDs that were subtitled by someone just running Japanese through a translator. Oh, no. Or, or translating it into Chinese and then attempting to translate it back into English because it was definitely oh, like no. a Hong Kong bootleg site. So uh, occasionally you would get a set of DVDs with subtitles that were just, just unintelligible. Um, and famously we watched some of those in anime club and just kind of you just kind of had to guess anime club yeah in in college not in high school i was in anime club in high school in college not in high school that doesn't make it any better it it does a little bit because then you're an adult and and you have your have your faculties you can vote yeah anime club well yeah yeah, I was definitely in charge of an anime club while I was also old enough to vote. And uh, not fully in charge. I was the vice president. The sins of our forefathers bind us to the dirt. I was voted in by popular vote three years in a row, so... Yeah, but by anime club members. Our anime club, when when the group of people I was with was in charge of it, our anime club had between 30 and 60 members. Holy shit, really? Yeah, really. I'm not kidding. I lived in like a pretty like forward-thinking liberal town and our community college anime club had like four people. Yeah, well, see, the thing is the those kind of clubs are sort of bad at like the the club t- attendance dropped off dramatically after my class graduated. Oh, um, I see. Bec- it was the the people, me and the group of people who were in charge of it who who made it so popular. Um, and like it got so bad that the kids who were in charge of it like four years after we had all graduated like posted in our mutual Facebook group and was like help us how do we get people to come (laughs) and we were like okay we'll come to the activities fair and we came to the activities fair and the people who were in charge of it were literally just sitting at their desk playing on their DS's and I was like you have to talk to people if you want them to come to your club (laughs) 
And so we, our, our attendance was so big because we did the revolutionary thing of like, I would just spot a nerd and be like, hey, do you like anime? And they would be like, yeah. Is this a trick question? Yeah. <laughs> I see your Sailor Moon pin. Do you want to be in the anime club? And people would just come and sign up. And then either they would show up or they wouldn't, but I would get people to, to sign up. And like, like, I was just like, God, guys, you have to interact with the crowd a little bit. If, if like you see some gym rat walk by, he probably isn't that into Cowboy Bebop. You don't know, but... You don't know. But, like, pick people who look like members of your tribe is all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, so books. Books, yeah. Books and anime. (laughs) Books and anime. And that, like... And on that note... Yep. (laughs) BXP is brought to you by the Misdirected Bark Network. All right. Hey, we're on the Misdirected Mark Network. This has been a bonus, bonus experience experience. If you liked this mini episode, um, we're going to do off-topic rambles like this um, as Patreon rewards. Um, Become a patron and get more of top quality content like this. (laughs) Uh, We're going to release bonus content once a month, um, and it will go up to twice a month if we reach one of our stated goals. Yeah. Are you still giggling about top quality I, content? This, this is like top notch. <laughs> I really brought my A game to this one. <laughs> this is not this is not top quality content. Do you like hanging out with us? Do you like hearing us hang out together and then consequently also hang out with you? Because that's the sort of thing that we like to do too. Yeah. If you are in for paying for parasocial relationships, uh, contribute mm-hmm. to our Patreon. <laughs> I will absolutely fucking enable you <laughs> because i got bills to pay yep 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 <laughs> uh shoot us an email tell us if there's anything else you'd love to hear us chat about and ramble for 20 minutes uh at bxp cast oh wait bonus exp cast at gmail.com yes yeah yes and you can find us on twitter at bonus exp cast and we have a website it's bxpcast.com yep 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 and that's it that's it Everybody get out. All right, bye. Should we change it if we want to? I mean, I guess we can change it if we want to. Thanks for listening. Bonus Experience is written and produced by Monica and Ray. Our cover art and logo are by Nino Studios, and our opening theme is Reuse Noise with the Light by CDK, which is used under the Attribution Non-Commercial Creative Commons license. This podcast guarantees plus one enhancement to running games, which applies before you roll. See you next time.